all right everyone welcome back into another fantasy golf video the playoffs are finally here which is a little bit different this year only the top 70 players are going to make it and it's going to be a no cut event this week which does bring a whole different aspect of our fantasy golf game in this week so i'll be touching on that but first let's get into a quick recap from last week so last week it was a very strong bounce back week from the previous week where it was my worst ever this was nearly one of the best ever justin's uh very frustrating it was a player that I really loved. Uh, he had a terrible, pretty much, uh, last 18 holes or so, 27 holes or so, because he started at like minus six or minus five. I was like, all right, this is the week. Um, there were a couple of players that were kind of letdowns, but for the most part, really strong week uh, player pool wise. You know, I feel like I gave out GPP winning content. Six out of the top seven players were in the nine of five player pool, including the winner and runner up and runner up. <laughs> Byung Hung Nan, Russell Henley and Lucas Glover. Uh, just as a good example for Lucas Glover, uh, where two weeks ago, he's a core play and a miss in the cut. Uh, you know, he's a correct play that week. And that's kind of the reason why you don't want to just jump off of a player like that. Who's that strong of a week the week previously, because well, all in all, they probably just had a bad one-off week and that is what we saw happen with Lucas Glover although I do think he won simply because of that weather delay I don't think anyone would argue that Russell Henley very much was unlucky because of the weather delay he got a bad lie twice and then you know the kind of wheels came off on hole 18 I think it's safe to say if the weather delay doesn't occur, we hit our 10th outright winner of the season. That one was was pretty painful. Not going to lie. Probably the most painful outright miss since Shane Lowry two years ago at the RBC Heritage where he had an unex unexplainable bunker shot that he hit into the water. Also, that weather delay hurt big time units wise because Jaeger, who was someone that was playing really well, ended up like making a triple or double bogey on one of those holes as well. Um, you know, still a solid week, but could have been much better had Henley and had Jaeger. Really, if the weather delay didn't occur, would have been a much better week but still all in all we'll take it but now we head into the playoffs right now the playoffs yes we are talking about the playoffs so yes this week we have the fedex st jude championship which is going to be the first of the playoff events and we have the bmw championship and then we have the tour championship as well just a reminder while the playoffs are going on i do have this promo code available on the nine to five sports website really the best value out there already at price at ten dollars a month you should already be taking advantage of that if you haven't done that yet take advantage of this promo code i use promo code playoffs to get 50 percent off your first month membership and that's available for new members on the website and for what it's worth that is also going to carry over into the nfl season so it's a full website membership it's not just for fantasy golf i priced that way for you guys i really shouldn't be doing that i really should be pricing a little bit differently i do that for you guys because when i was starting out i hated the idea of paying 20 40 100 a month for you know some of these memberships when just not needed really for it to be that high the price but we go ahead and look at the past results at this tournament it is going to be a little bit different because well the tournament name has changed a decent amount of times now uh, but last year we saw Will Zalatoris win. Okay, he won in a playoff against Substraka. Kind of an interesting week, but we can kind of get a glimpse of what type of players kind of played well. These ball strikers, kind of good drivers, played really well. Strokes and approach guys as well. Uh, and so we're, we're probably going to be targeting players like that. Players that are just kind of safe players. That's who we want to be targeting. We look back on previous years, we're going to see that echoed as well. Now, it was a different tournament name throughout all these years, but all in all, the point still remains. We get a good indication of what key stats that we should be looking at this week. So let's go ahead and jump into that. All right, so stat fit wise, the key stats that we're going to be looking at are going to be birdie or better percentage, ball striking, good drive percentage, and strokes can approach. Why? Well, because those are the stats that both tell us who has the winning upside in years past and also which players are going to be more likely to make the cut now there is no cut this week but all in all I still think that those are going to be good stats to look at because it's a good indication of which players played well so looking at that who are the top stat fits we have Scotty Shuffler number one Colin Morikawa number two Patrick Cantlay John Rahm Tom Kim 
Victor Hovland, a little bit shocked there of Aaron Rye popping up in there. Then Tony Finau, Russell Henley, Lucas Glover, Ricky Fowler, Xander, Jason Day, Terrell Hatton. So a lot of interesting names there, but I wouldn't say there are really any big shocks. Let's go ahead and take a peek at the golfers that have the best course history. Now, it is a little bit different. Some of these events and whatnot were no cut playoff events. It's a little bit different in that regard, but we will see Sam Burns popping up in there with a top 20 and second place finish. Andrew Putnam with a fifth and 24th place finish. Already interesting, right? Uh, Kyle Morikawa, fifth, 26th, and 20th. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, fifth, 57th, sixth, fourth. You got John Rahm, a fifth, 52nd, and seventh. Uh, Brian Harmon, third, 36th. What I find interesting is if we were to go to some of these other players, like let's just say Xander, we know he's a world-class player. I feel like he's a good example of kind of the course history and why it's a little bit maybe skewed in the sense that typically golfers that are playing in the playoffs for some reason or not they just didn't play well in this event i wonder if it's just because it matters but it doesn't matter like if they had an off game that week it really big picture wise it didn't really matter too much which is why we saw the pga tour make the changes that they did so that'll be interesting to see and we know someone like xander shoffley does play pretty well in these no cut based events so i just i want to call that out because it is a little bit different of a mentality this week than previous weeks at this tournament. Looking at the golfers that are coming in with the best recent form, you know, click off of Xander there, and let's look at it. Well, Xander's going to be second. We got Scotty Scheffler coming in making 22 cuts in a row. Insane there. We got Xander making 30, Victor Hovland making 24. No shock that those guys are popping in in the best recent form, uh, both long-term and short-term form. For the most part, they're popping up in there. Although if you look at Xander, 12th over the last five, want to call that out. The reason why he's popping up recent form-wise is because he does continue to make cuts okay that is a priority that i put into the data is making cuts that's why it's predictive and successful in the long term because we're focused on make cuts we're focused on five out of six six out of six lineups looking at a little bit further we got rory coming in with uh, you know elite finishes no shot there but his past five events he actually has the best form terrell hatton uh, 10 straight make cuts now you know really across the board long-term short-term form he's there ricky fowler same thing jaeger casually popping up in there as well and that's going to be due to the fact that he has been on a bunch of made cut streaks you know 12 straight made cuts that is obviously phenomenal brian Harmon, eric cole Wyndham clark we got a lot of interesting names there the one that i was a little bit shocked at was john rom you know he hadn't exactly been playing well he did just take a break and now he's going to be back off of another break and i think that's going to be beneficial to him this week and typically i would call out like the specialist data i don't really think we need to pull that in too much um you know all in all like if we want to just look at the specialist rank we can and we will so scotty rom xander ricky hublin can't like hatton roy tommy fleetwood Putnam popping up in there again. So once again, the specialist data is pulling in all the unique characteristics for that week's course and tournament and putting into one data point. Uh, because all in all, when we kind of call them out individually, they don't exactly add up to a statistical advantage, really. Uh, it's when you put it all together that we start to see a little bit of advantage. But all in all, it is something that I do think is worthwhile to look at. So getting into the high tier, we are looking at Sky Shevler being the highest priced player this week, but he's priced at above 12K. And I don't know if that's exactly warranted this week where his course history has been fine. Miscut last year. Okay, that's why it's calling out as a 70 because he missed the cut there. And then a 14th and 15th. All in all, once again, that goes back to the point I was making about the course history. Yes, it matters, but also I don't know if that's a true indication of a player's feel for this tournament. Obviously, we can see number one specialist, number one staff hit, number one in recent form rank. If we take out that random miscut here last year where I'm 
I really don't think it matters all too much. Yeah, he is still going to be the top play this week. The nine to five miles, he doesn't matter the top play. Can you afford to pay up for him? That's the question. We know in a no cut week, we want to be doing a studs and duds lineup. The question is, is it warranted with a player that high price? I'm not exactly sure. It might come down to ownership, but I think we might be just rolling with someone like John Rahm a little bit more, given the fact that he does have a little bit better course history with a fifth, 52nd, and seventh place finish. We know the player that John Rahm is, you know, long-term form-wise, pretty solid, really just one bad start, two bad starts in there. Not too worried about that. We have seen a victory mixed in there. We have seen him be in the mix as well. So really, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, key stat wise, going to be pretty strong across the board. Okay, John Rom ranks first in birdie or better percentage, second in ball striking, 41st in good drive percentage, and eighth in strokes and approach. Like all in all, really should be a stellar play for us this week. From there, like Xander Schauffele, I always like. You guys know that by now. Um, do expect to have a better week this week at this tournament, although I do feel like we don't need to force him in there. Victor Hovland is someone that should be a good play at this course and at this tournament, but he is priced up, you know, enough. Same thing with Patrick Cantley. Like, I don't know if we need to force those players in. Terrell Hatton and uh, Ricky Fowler, two of our most owned players thus far this season. I think we can be on them. We look at Terrell Hatton's course history, 31st, 17th, 69th, and 43rd. You know, pretty good stuff there. Uh, ball striking, 29th in the field, birdie or better percentage, 17th. Um, stroke skin approach and also good drive percentage could be better. Don't get me wrong there. Definitely could be better there. Uh, but the form has been there, okay? 10 straight make cuts now. We can see a 6th, 3rd, a 12th, like really just been a top 20 machine. So I do expect that to continue here as well. So I do like the idea of kind of starting my builds out with them. And then also kind of just rolling with Ricky Fowler there as well, who last year finished 64th. We know that he wasn't exactly the player he is currently last year. Okay, it was really two months later that we saw the old Ricky Fowler return. He also does have a 15th place finish at this tournament as well. So there is some course familiarity there. They got Birdie or Better percentage, sixth there. Ball striking, 13th. Okay, good dry percentage. That's the worry. But his stroke skin approach is still top 25 in the field. So all in all, pretty good there. We know just three events ago, he had a victory. Kind of had the letdown week after that at the Scottish, 42nd. And then the Open Championship, you know, I would say the top 25 finish that we got of him, that's basically what was expected. So, you know, we're not too worried about that. I think both him and Terrell Hatton make for great starting points with your lineups. If you didn't want to roll with them, you could roll with Tommy Fleetwood, who's also just been playing some phenomenal golf. He has made three straight cuts at this tournament with a top 10 finish for years ago. So if you guys want to look at that, you certainly could. And then Kyle Morikawa, I don't mind as well. I think Kyle Morikawa is going to be a very sneaky good play this week. Now he did miss the cut the Open Championship. That's a big worry. He's missed cut on the number. Missed cut the Travelers Championship as well. That's also going to be a worry. Missed cut on the number. Had a bad opening round. Rocket Mortgage Class, though, had a second place finish. Okay. He's finished fifth, 26th, and 20th at this tournament. Ranks top 12 or better in all the key stats we're looking at this week. He is the second best staff in the field. Actually, coming in as a top 12 play in the 9 to 5 mile, which that was actually a little bit better, but all in all, not going to be a terrible play. I do think we could end up on him. From there, we drop down into his mid tier price point here. And I think this is where we're going to be making a lot, a lot of our builds from. I want to start with Wyndham Clark because I feel like Wyndham Clark is kind of the free square here. Um, and I say that in quotes because it is a no-cut event. Basically, everyone's a free square. It's just a matter of how much better they finish compared to their salary. That's really what we're focusing on here. And Wyndham Clark, he finished 28th at this tournament last year. Key stat-wise, could be better. We only raced out top 20 in the field. That's going to be the worst metric that we're looking at between specialist course history and recent form. All in all, though, everything's top 20. Like, we'll take that. He's coming in as a top 20 play in the 9 to 5 model at 8.5. To get a guy that's made five straight cuts now and 21 out of 24 this season, that is something that I'm really interested in. Uh, it's, it's a really good price tag for us this week. Then Matt Fitzpatrick, he is someone that's kind of been battling a little bit. 
what I found very interesting, I kind of hope we get an update on him uh, quote-wise this week as well, because at the Open Championship, he mentioned like, yeah, this is not my week. I'm, I'm just not in good form. So I'm actually very curious if we're going to get anything like that this week out of him. Then from there, Tony Finau had a very good week at the 3M Open, a week that he needed, coming in off of two straight missed cuts. Now, the Open Championship, not exactly a tournament in which you would love Tony Finau at, uh, but all in all, like not terrible, but I do feel like we'd be forcing him in, in there. And then same thing for Max Homa, like kind of a risk-reward-based range here. Like Max Homa has made four straight cuts here, but they've all been terrible made cuts. So good staff fit does worry me a little bit. Let's go ahead and drop down into the low tier because I feel like we're going to be making more out of our builds out of that range as well. For what it's worth, Brian Harmon does rank out as the top 10 play in the 9-5 model as well, coming in off of that victory. If you want to roll with him, you certainly could, okay? I, I guess I should just mention this. Brian Harmon, okay? 11th in good drive percentage. Top 43 are better than all the key stats that we're looking at. Coming in as a top 20 staff hit. Top 20 in all the key metrics that we're looking at. Coming in as a top 10 play. That's obviously because of that great recent form. I mean, it's tough to beat that. Five straight make cuts and all those make cuts except for the U.S. Open were really good. Second, ninth, 12th first the question is how is he going to respond coming in off of that victory at the open championship his first competitive tournament since then that i feel like we should knock him a little bit because of that maybe not too much but that was a big career win for him you know what do we do with him i think we should knock him down slightly so from there we're going to drop down into the low tier price point here and i do think that we should be making a lot of our builds out of this price point range uh look at it, we got 7.4 remaining and i'm not even sweating it because it is a, a week in which we want to try to do studs and duds but we are getting some good value there with Wyndham Clark, Ricky, and Hatton. So we'll see, but you can easily do a fair and balanced build. Yeah, that's the tough part this week is like, we know better. We know we should be doing studs and duds, but this week they're really trying to force us into a fair and balanced build just based off of some of the players that are out there. And let's touch on what I mean. So let's start out with someone like Russell Henley, who obviously disappointing finish out of him last week. Once again, I do think that was simply due to the weather delay. I, I feel like that's safe to say, especially with Lucas Glover's trial in 18, that was terrible. You know, he probably does make at least a bogey there. If his drive doesn't hit off of a freaking golf cart that would not have been there if it weren't for the weather delay as well. It's just crazy. Uh, the amount of luck that happened last week for Henley to lose and Glover to win. But that is fantasy golf betting, right? Russell Henley at this tournament last year did miss the cut. That's the worry. Birdie or better percentage, only 56 in the field. Top 25 in ball striking good drive percentage and strokes can approach. So that's all good for him. The worry is going to be that kind of recent miscut at the open championship, but then besides then, you know, pretty good stuff. Obviously second place finished last week. We like that. He's a top 25 play this week. I do think we could roll with him, but at the same time, I do think Tom Kim's going to be a slightly better play just because we have seen more recent upside from him. Uh, eighth place finish at the US Open five starts to go. Sixth place finish at the Scottish Open and then at the open championship second. So that is what I like. I also like the fact that he finished 13th at this tournament last year. Looking at all the key stats, birdie or percentage, top 20, ball striking, top 10, good drive percentage, top 10. The only worry is going to be that stroke skin approach. We need him to have a good stroke skin approach, which kind of crazy. We typically don't see that big of a separation between ball striking and stroke skin approach. That's very interesting there. Uh, but all in all, he's coming in as a top 15 player in the 9 to 5 mile as well. He is someone who does fit the bill of someone that should play well at this track. So perfectly fine playing him. Then we look at a lot of similar plays. We got Seb Straka, Corey Connors, Danny McCarthy, Lucas Glover. I feel like those are all similar plays. So I might just go a little bit lower and go with someone like Jaeger. Jaeger has been someone we've trusted a lot recently. That's just because he continues to make cuts. He made the cut this tournament last year as well. Looking at all the key stats, the good drive percentage is going to be the worry. 
Okay, 72nd in the field. That's terrible. All the other key stats are going to be top 30 or better. Recent form wise, pretty spectacular. Just given the fact that he's made 12 straight cuts. Looking at it, 14th, 30th, 34th, 13th, 9th. Like all really good stuff there for Jaeger. Again, the fact that we get him at 7.3 for a guy that's been that consistent. I really like that. Now, the worry with him has been the same worry that upside. He really choked after that weather delay. And I don't know, like, to the Russell Henley point, to the Jaeger point, those guys that struggled, like did their bodies tighten up? You know, it's just a weird thing that occurs where you can't really control how you would typically respond, I guess, because you don't know how long the delay is going to be and whatnot. It's kind of just unfortunate when that happened. All in all, though, still a top 15 place finish. Like we still like that. So I think he's a safe click. I think he's someone that will return his price point. Looking at JT Poston, I really like JT Poston as well. We have seen him finish seventh, second, 41st, sixth, sixth. He has really turned up recently. Okay. He finished 20th and 30th at this course as well over the past four years. Key stat wise, that's going to be the worst metric that we're looking at. 41st in the field. Okay. 17th best specialist, though. So 15th best course history. 12th best recent form. Overall, he is a top 15 play as well. This is what I'm talking about. Like, this is kind of the issue. If I had $100, here like if we could fit that in there i'd feel really good about this build um from there like where else can we go Emiliano grillo someone that's popping up aaron rye eric cole are certainly clickable names brennan todd someone that we i got on more and more as the week went on last week i think he's a viable option but we're starting to get into the values there with someone like eric cole and this is where like you kind of want to do studs and duds i think eric cole has made uh eight straight cuts in a row now he has three top 10s on the season, you know, finished top 15 last week, had a very weird um, week. If you're just watching shot fracker in the leaderboard, a lot of just random mistakes. It seemed like on all those still a top 15 place finish. We'll take that. Brennan Todd now has finished seventh and second in two events, four straight make cuts in a row. Look at the Travelers Championship, one bad round there. Um, you know, which drew at the Memorial Tournament. He has been someone that has been playing better golf. We do see six top tens, right? Out of 17 made cuts. That's pretty darn good. We'll take that. He is someone that has finished 67th and 15th at this tournament. Like all in all, this is typically a track that you would think someone like him would play well at. He's a top 25 staff fit as well. So certainly someone we can click on. I do feel like I'm burying the lead here because like Andrew Putnam is kind of just like the standout play. The guy continues to deliver and he continues to be mispriced. I think I mentioned this on, um, I don't know, the preseason show that was on where like, I'm like, I feel like Andrew Putnam is going to be one of those players that we roster a lot simply because of the price tag. And that has come true. I mean, the guy continues to deliver for us 21 out of 27 made cuts thus far this season and i feel like i've been on him for like 25 tournaments this season so has really worked out there looking at the course history finished fifth and 24th at this tournament he is someone that you know kind of mixed results last week top 30 finish we'll take that Specialist wise, he's 11th best. Course history wise, eight. Stat rank could be better. That's going to be the worry. 32nd in the field. Okay, so a little bit worrisome there. Wish that was a little bit better. But recent form wise, still top 20 in the field, ranking 15th. Okay, coming in as the top 20 playing in the nine to five mile. This is where it gets difficult because, like, where do we attempt to pay up? Like, I think all these plays are going to be great plays. I think all these plays are going to be phenomenal plays. Where do we pay up? This is my this is my issue. Okay. All in all, I'd probably say we could go Putnam and then we can upgrade from really anyone, Tom Kim, Wyndham Clark, Jaeger, you know, really anyone of those guys. Then we can just land on whoever we want. And that to me is kind of the lineup approach that we have. Now I will show you guys another kind of view because I do think we do want to be doing more of a studs and duds approach. So we'll try that real quick. Another uh, value that I really like is going to be JJ Spawn. JJ Spawn has been playing much better as of recent. We can see 38, 37th, 10th, 33rd, you know, pretty good stuff. If we get a top 50, 50% finish out of him this week. We will certainly take that at that price tag. Now, I think I would rather go somewhere like Eric Cole and Brendan Todd, but like you could easily do something like this. And then you're basically just raising 
your floor a little bit. Maybe not your ceiling, but like you are raising your floor because we know that these players should be able to exceed their price tag the value plays. And you're just hoping that these other high tier plays are producing at their expected rate this week. And heck, you could easily fit in three 9K players with no sweat. I mean, heck, like, look at this. Like, it's it's crazy how easy it is to make a good build this week. So real quickly, we'll get into the core plays for this week. All right, so jumping into the core plays this week, I do want to start out with someone like Wyndham Clark. He is very much going to be a kind of price point core play, I would say. And what I mean by that is he is just such an easy click given that price tag. He is clearly underpriced. He should be priced by Ricky, by Hatton. I don't really get this price, okay? Course history-wise, phenomenal over the last three starts. Or course history-wise, only one start here. Then that was a top 30 finish. You look at his recent form. That has been phenomenal over his past three starts and really long-term form has been there as well. Two victories thus far this season. He's coming in top 10 in the field in recent form rank, top 20 staff hit, top 10 in the nine to five model. At that price tag, it's just an easy click. Another player that is really popping up data-wise is going to be Andrew Putnam. You guys have probably heard me say this a bunch this season, probably sound like a broken record. And although recently hasn't put um presented the upside that we would want from him. I mean, the top 30 plays finished last week. We'll, we'll take that. Um, but we really want that high upside finish from him, which we haven't gotten. But really, if we're playing Andrew Putnam this week, we're playing him because of the price tag, because it's very low risk and a decent amount of reward. But really, we're playing him because he's going to give us a top 50% place finish. Great course history. We like that. Like if we get a fifth place finish, obviously we'll be That'll be great. If he gives us that top 24 place finish that he had four years ago, we will take that as well. Okay. All in all, looking like a pretty good play across the board. He's going to be tough to pass up on given the nature of this event, DFS wise. Then from there, I was really trying to decide between Terrell Hatton and Ricky Fowler. I'm going to roll with Ricky Fowler just because I feel like Hatton could just give the uh, I don't care type of approach if he's struggling. Whereas I think Ricky will be able to grind this out, uh, you know, was able to grind it out last year at this tournament when he wasn't really even playing well. Uh, and then he also has a top 20 place finish at this tournament. So we like that. Key stat wise, there's one worry that's going to be the good drive percentage. Everything else is top 15 or top 25 or better in the field. We will take that. Recent form wise, it's obviously phenomenal. Uh, winner recently played well at the majors. There's really no flaw in his game except for that good drive percentage. That could be a worry, but all in all, that's probably why we're getting him at a slight price discount. And then personally, I really like John Rahm this week. He's been someone that's kind of went under the radar thus far this season. He's kind of been a little bit more vocal than I would like about kind of the live PGA Tour stuff that's going on. That tells me that he's kind of a little bit more invested, a little bit more vocal right now. That is a good thing. I would course history wise, phenomenal two top 10 place finishes. Staff it wise, the only worry is going to be good drive percentage, but all the other key stats are going to be top 10 in the field. So we love that there. Recent form wise, pretty solid. Although that 50th place finish, that's a worry, but I love the consistency from him. I think he's going to be a strong play this weekend. I think he's going to be lower owned than the other two or really the other players around him. So he's not priced up too much as well, so you can make him work in a build. Just to remind you guys of the promo before I get out of here, take advantage of it, okay? Use the promo code PLAYOFFS to get 50% off your first 95 membership. That's a great value. $5 a month for this premium fantasy golf membership. I mean, it's crazy. You also get the props data as well for prize picks and underdogs. So take advantage of that. But that's going to be all for this video. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the coverage. If you did, you know what to do. Get that like and subscribe. Let's have a good slate. And as always, let's keep cashing.